Hello and welcome to the Crew Fitness UK podcast channel hosted by myself, Hayley Chatterton, online personal trainer and weight loss specialist. This is a place where I can talk to you about health and well-being, mum life and how we can live our healthiest and happiest lives. This is a chance where I can debunk some myths, chat to guests online and get into the real nitty gritty subjects that some personal trainers do not wish to discuss. So sit back, relax, or enjoy getting your 10,000 steps in. episode it has been a while hasn't it so sorry I've been away for some time but uh well it's been very busy you know when you get those people going sorry I've been a bit MIA MIA I've been very busy but I really have I haven't stopped I have been doing my photo shoot and I've been uh, just signing up new clients um corporate events all kinds of things so it has been something. Oh, and I am currently studying to be a pre and postnatal specialist. So yeah, lots going on. Anyway, enough of that. I'm going to do something slightly different in a podcast today. Um, now this, I did say in my, um, you know, my intro and what my podcasts are about, and it is covering nitty gritty um, subjects and things that some PTs probably do not want to discuss and I feel like this is going to be one today that some PTs may not actually appreciate me talking about um, but I do think it's something that's very important and has to be addressed um, and should be really thought about more okay so it is going to be about um, photo shoots fitness photo shoots in particular um, and kind of the motivation behind them and the sort of the psychological effect from them and basically because I've done two I'm going to do a comparison between um, my sort of work up towards both of them and where I stand now in terms of my thoughts and feelings on um, photo shoots and photo shoot challenges so yeah like I say I do feel like this could potentially um, annoy some people and then it could also make people think differently and have a different approach to these kind of things. So let's go back, reverse back, um, when is it, to 2019 and I had recently become a personal trainer um, at the beginning of the year and I was starting out just having only had a, like a handful of clients um, for online coaching. So I was just getting to know everything. Um, and I just kind of, I got to about sort of, I think it was April time. And I've never been a big person, never. I've, you know, I've been very, I'd say like I've been always quite a, um, a solid build, but kind of petite at the same time. So I've got quite a fair amount of muscle in me, but I have been obviously, well, weight training since I was about 20, 21, something like that, on and off, but then took it much more seriously in my mid-20s. Um, but anyway, so I've always had, you know, a decent amount of 
muscle in my body and always kept physically very fit. You know, I would run a few times a week, do HIIT sessions, weight training, you name it, I did it. But um, my sort of relationship with food, I would say, was not very good. I would um, binge eat, I would say, and my portion sizes were way out of control. Um, You know, I just didn't know how to control all that. So, um, starting up the business, I thought, I really want to have some nice photographs of myself looking strong and looking like what I perceive what a personal trainer looks like for a website, social media, all that kind of stuff. And I saw um, a photo shoot challenge, a 12 week photo shoot challenge come up. Um, It was a lot of money. Uh, How much was it? I think at the time it was like £300, something like that. Um, and they've actually gone up in price since then. A lot of them are now, you know, four, five hundred quid sometimes, um, depending on the coach, really. Um, everyone's different. But I remember it being about 300 quid. And I think I was the last one to pay that much. And then it went up. It was, yeah, it was either three or four hundred quid. Anyway, fair amount of money, quite a lot. Break it down into 12 weeks. I suppose it's not too bad. Um, but, and this is where I think it's going to, probably ruffle a few feathers shall I say okay um so it was good the training was good the lucky thing is is for me is that I have never had an injury I've never had anything just stop me doing a particular move um because so yeah I've just been very lucky with that so every sort of exercise I was given I could do um obviously challenging and hard work and knackering but I could do them and work up and work my endurance towards it. Now, the problem I had with that um, program was that it was a very generic one. It wasn't written specifically to me. And I noticed that very quickly when talking to others who were doing it at the same time as me. Now, when you do the photo shoot challenges, you normally do it and there's like a group of you and you get added to Facebook groups um, and you can all talk to each other and you talk about, the training days and then you're like oh we're actually all doing the same thing so it was a program written for everyone um and I do remember there were times where I knew that I wouldn't be able to do a particular move because I would be down route um because I was cabin crew at the time so I'd be particular destinations around the world and I'd be like I'm really sorry but I can't do these exercises because I'm away and this is the only time I could fit in a workout and basically the response was well do another move that uses uses that same muscle group now fine for me because I am a personal trainer so obviously then I can use my brain and kind of go right what's a similar movement what uses those muscle groups and I could work it out myself but before I was a PT I wouldn't have had a scooby I would be like um okay what moves can I do and I would want someone to feed back to me what I was but I wasn't given that maybe it's because the person knew that I was already a PT so I probably thought oh she would be able to work it out herself but in my view when I just spent a fair few hundred quid I would expect someone to turn around to me and say well actually okay Hayley you could do this this or this but that wasn't really checked or spoken about so I was like okay fine um so there was that element to it 
So God knows what would happen to someone who maybe they did get a little bit of extra if they had a particular injury or they couldn't do particular moves. I don't know. I, that one thing, I, I don't know. But the fact that I'd spent that much money and I was just given something that everyone had was a bit like, oh, okay, so this is not personally made to suit the aesthetics that I want to get out of this. Now, don't get me wrong. The moves that were given, yes, was, um, you know, maximal strength and hypertrophy training. So, of course, aesthetically for the majority of people, it's going to achieve a look that you would want within 12 weeks. So I, I give that. Um, but there was just no personalization to it. So that's just my feeling. Now, the other problem I had was, um, and there's nothing that there's, this is now my problem, not like from, you know, purchasing from a coach, like their fault. So basically, obviously for you to achieve um, a certain aesthetic look for like a 12 week photo shoot challenge, you lose body fat fast. Well, you try to lose it fast. That's just kind of what's instilled into your brain that you need to work your absolute socks off for 12 weeks. And yes, you will achieve a shit ton of fat loss if you really stick to it and it's great. But from my perspective, it, now I think about it for mental health way, probably was a not a good choice. So the reason being, um, I would obviously flying full time as well as doing my PT stuff, but okay, the PT life wasn't that busy. Whereas flying career was very busy. I was a senior crew member on board. I was flying a lot of hours back then and I was doing 13 hour flights sometimes or I'd have block of six days, sometimes seven days working nonstop and it was hard fitting in my sessions and then eating in a very, very hard deficit for me. Now, the reason I say it was hard for me because the amount I was exercising and walking and all of that, I was probably on most days on like 16, 1500 calories, which when I'm in the now in the UK on a day that I was at home with no jet lag, I was fine. I could deal with that because, well, before having my son, I could just have longer in bed and go for a walk first thing in the morning or a run and not have to think about looking after a child and things like that. So anyway, if I was not flying and I had no jet lag and stuff, sticking to those sort of calories probably wouldn't have been such a bad thing. But when I was, say, doing a flight to Los Angeles, where then I would be awake for like 30 odd hours straight, and only I would probably try and have a little bit more calories. And I was advised by my coach to have that as a higher calorie day. So the, the um, program I was on, you'd have five days of moderate, I would say, calories, and then two days of higher. Now, sometimes that was fine because I would use, like he told me to, like use those that higher day for those flights. That's fine because it helped me deal with it a lot better. And I do advise that to my clients. However, the biggest struggle was, say like I was in California, I would wake up at three or four o'clock in the morning, thanks to jet lag, and be starving because my body's telling me it's lunchtime. And I would have to just hold it out until whatever time I possibly could. <laughs> no black coffee was gonna help me by like 6 a.m. <laughs> um, 
to be able to cope and be able to eat that small amount of calories. So sometimes I would be awake from like three or four in the morning and then I was getting picked up that evening at like six or seven in the evening and flying home. Now being on like 1500 calories for that was incredibly hard. And there were times where I would actually cry. And you know, sometimes I'd sneak in an extra something ridiculous, like a couple of strawberries, nothing drastic, something that actually would not have even made a difference. But I would then cry and feel terrible about it. And from a mental health perspective, that is not good. Um, so it was really hard because I was being so harsh on myself in terms of that I was doing, I was probably working out six, maybe even sometimes seven days a week, if I could, around my flights. And then working full time, and I don't know how I did it to this day, but I remember being in quite a bad way with myself and then starting to pick on the bits constantly that I didn't like. Then I'd get angry with myself if I wasn't lifting as heavy as the week before without we're not having any understanding or, or I would disregard the fact that I oh, know it's my hormones that were taking effect. So I had no understanding of all of that. So now obviously when I coach, obviously I coach majority of women, um, I talk to girls like, how are your hunger levels? And some girls will say, I just wanted to eat the world this week. And I have to be honest with you, Hayley, my calories have been a little bit higher this week. And I go, and we go through where they are in their cycle and I say, look, you're in your luteal stage. That's why you're starving because your metabolism has slightly increased. Your um, body temperature has slightly increased. So of course your hunger hormones are higher because you're burning more calories because your body's working really hard. But at the time I didn't know all this kind of stuff and things like flying was not, I was not then put into understanding if the weight didn't drop off on my check-in day that was because I just landed that morning or the day before from a long flight. So I had horrendous water retention and had, um, you know, constipation and all kinds of things going on. So none of that was put into regard. So I didn't know all this. Um, and I feel like thanks to being cabin crew and now being a PT, I now understand the impacts that travel can have and also sleep deprivation has. So fun fact, it, with if you have, have lack of sleep or not enough sleep, um, you will have a rise in the stress hormone cortisol. Now cortisol, obviously, um, is okay in small amounts every now and then. Long term, not so okay. But anyway, cortisol can actually cause quite bad water retention on the body. I didn't know this until having Harrison because I would then do my weigh-ins and go, why the hell have I gained a kilo in just one day? And then I go through my sleep cycles and I was like, oh wow, I have been sleeping badly and the days that I've slept badly, my weight went up. And I did go online and I realized, oh my God, cortisol is what's causing this. So yeah, from a mum's perspective, horrendous for that. But as a crew perspective as well, it's gonna do that as well. So anyway, all of that was not regarded. I only went by what was on the scales. Even though I was taking photographs and I could see the difference, I kept looking at the damn scales and letting that affect me and make me think that was my only progress rather than me celebrating things that I achieved that week. Now, I will give that, when I did my check-ins for this challenge, 
I was asked, what do you think was your biggest um, achievement this week? So I like that, the fact that, and I might even start putting that into my clients' check-ins for them all to always tell me, what was your achievement this week? In fact, I'm going to do that from next week. I think that'll be a really nice touch for everyone. And, you know, I didn't really use it. Now I think about it, I really should have and really understood, like, the things that I achieved week on week in that challenge. So that I didn't regard that for myself. So there's that. Now, basically, when I started the challenge back then, I was, what was I? I was 68.9 kilos. So, like, yes, I was just under 69 kilos. And by the time I finished it, I was 59 kilos for my photo shoot. I don't remember the last time I was that lean or that tiny, in all fairness. I'd probably say I was more like a size six. I haven't been that small since I was a teenager. <laughs> so <clears throat> that was um, different for me. But I just remember, because I had been going on for so long on a serious deficit with the amount of training I was doing. So some people probably listen to this and going, Hayley, you've put me on a deficit where I'm only on 15 or 1600 calories a day. But you've got to bear in mind the training I was doing I was doing probably, I would say, between an hour and a half, sometimes two and a half hours a day, six or seven days a week. Now, that wasn't told, I wasn't told to do that on the 12-week photo shoot challenge. Don't get me wrong. I was given four sessions and one form of cardio a week. But I had it instilled into my head that I had to get skinny fast, which is terrible. So... I worked out a shit ton, like a lot, and that's not okay. And now I think about it, that is a really poor relationship with food and exercise. So I was on incredibly low calories, probably not being honest with my coach for that, um, in the terms of that I was not telling him that actually I was working out that much and then working that much and that I was burning the candle at both ends. I didn't tell him that, and that is my own fault. Um but I'm realising that now and that's why I like my clients to be as honest with me and tell me everything as possible. So actually, a lot of people send me their check-ins by doing a voice note so I can actually hear, you know, how they actually are. So, yeah. So anyway, I was eating pretty low compared to how much I was burning. <laughs> um, got to the challenge. Yes, I have to admit, the photographs, I look bloody amazing in them. Um, I've never worn so much baby oil in my life, my, my lord. But I felt, I came out of that feeling amazing. I was like, I look good. However, those final few weeks before it, I was so obsessed with how I looked rather than my achievements. And then I started obsessing over the food I was going to eat straight away after the challenge. That's quite scary. And I look back at it, I planned literally just loads of restaurants. I planned burgers, desserts, loads of cocktails, literally proper unhealthy binging. It was terrible. And I look back at it and go, that's not okay. That is not a good relationship with food. And that is really, really scary. Um, so... Let's now finish that and I felt, okay, I looked good for that and I had very good images and I looked very strong, I looked lean and yeah, aesthetically I looked good but now I think about it from a mental health perspective, I was not okay. I was not being 
sensible, as it were. I was not looking after myself afterwards. So the other problem I have is these challenges are very good for a very quick result and to get into aesthetically good shape. But what about the aftercare? What about what has that person learned from afterwards? What are they going to take from this? Are they actually, you know, are they going to continue to train like that? Are they going to continue to eat um, a certain way? Could they have been told how to bring up their calories gradually again to be on a maintenance level? None of that was given to me. And being a naive person who didn't really understand all that kind of stuff, yeah, I messed up and I just binged and binged and binged and binged. Um, then fast forward, I then got pregnant with my son, Harrison. Um, admittedly, I ate a lot. <laughs> like far too much and um, yeah in the end I did gain more weight than was recommended or they say is a safe amount um, for pregnancy but to be fair I was very tiny before getting pregnant so um, in general what was it my pregnancy I gained about I think it was about 23 kilos so it is above what is what most women do I would say some might disagree, disagree with me, but, and I did start to feel quite bad about it, but I just kept saying, oh, it's fine, it's fine, I'll just go in a calorie deficit afterwards, it's fine, it's fine. Um, had Harrison and relaxed up till Christmas time, and then I kind of was like, I don't fit in any of my pre-pregnancy clothes. Now, this is a personal thing, okay? So not all mums, obviously need to think like this. All mums need to be very comfortable in how they are in their own body. You know, your body has just grown a human being and you need to be proud of the fact that you took care of yourself, you took care of your baby, you brought this baby into this world and now you're taking care of this little person. Um, it's a lot. So you need to obviously realise how amazing you are. But for my own personal choice, I wanted to get back into my original clothes um, and then I thought about hmm I haven't had any pictures of myself for over two years now so I looked around online and I actually asked a friend of mine who um, she's absolutely stunning um, her name is Laura Farber and well she's known as Fit Farm on um, Instagram and I know her from BA days, but anyway, I messaged her and said, you obviously have been with a fair few photographers. Can you please recommend a fitness one for me, please? I'd really like to get some new shoot, um, shots for my, my website and stuff. And she recommended a man called Matt Marsh. I booked with him and I booked it. So I had about um, four months to lose a bit of weight. Now my approach to this was going to be completely different. Um, yes, I did have a target, I, I admit that, and I wanted to lose some weight, but my approach to this was very different from the, from the last one. I put myself in a deficit that I knew was manageable and I could control my hunger a lot better, space out my meals better, so I actually have myself on 1,700 calories every day, like every single day. And then every now and then I would have the odd weekend where 
I mean, thanks to lockdown, to be honest, it kind of worked in my favour that there wasn't many events that I would eat much. So one of them was Valentine's Day, where Tom and I had a really big dinner and some wine. Um, and then another one I can't even remember now. But basically, pretty much all of lockdown, I lost most of my weight. So I actually lost, in the end, 11 kilos. So I started off at just about 72, and I'm now 61. So, um, yeah, 11 kilos I lost. And I'm, I'm quite happy as I am this time, but my approach to it was different. And then when, obviously, things started to ease, if I wanted to have, you know, a bit of an indulgent weekend, or it was someone's birthday, or whatever it was, I was going to enjoy myself and I wasn't going to feel guilty. Fridays and Saturdays, I would drink wine, cocktails, I didn't care. And I was just sensible and would try and just stick to a routine during the weekdays, which was at minimum 10,000 steps, sometimes 15,000 steps if I'd had a very indulgent weekend. And then I would just make sure I got my workouts done. Now, there were a couple of weekends, sorry, weeks that I remember where I couldn't fit all my sessions in because, you know, mum life took over, Harrison had times where he was not well, he was a bit more of a tricky baby because he was going through a leap, or I was having sleep deprivation, because let's be honest, Harrison is a very bad sleeper for a baby. Um, every Still to this day, what he's now seven and a half months old, he still gets up twice in the night, and he's not breastfed or anything, he just likes to get up. <laughs> Fun times. Anyway... So there were times where I would have absolutely no sleep and I would say, right, I can't train, I'm exhausted, it's really bad for my body. So I'd go through those times. So I was realistic um, and it paid off in the end and so I still got to my target. I had more time to hit that target but this time I didn't just celebrate that I'd lost 11 kilos. I was celebrating the fact that I was lifting again, that I was able to, my, my, my core, the fact that I can do so much core work seven months after having a baby, I can't get over how quickly everything just went back together again, because obviously you get um, recti diastasis, I can never say it properly, a lot of women get it from pregnancy, and normally your abs will go back together um, sometime after pregnancy, some don't. Luckily, mine did. God knows what happened to the next pregnancy. I know, right? Next one. Um, whenever that will be, Christ. Not yet. <laughs> um, so, the fact that I could do things like that, I was doing, from January, I was doing hit sessions, and that was, what, four months post-baby. I basically set myself little mini challenges, and then I would look back at the end of every week and say, what have I achieved? Um, and that was my kind of whole thing with this photo shoot, that it was more about what were my self-accomplishments? Am I feeling strong? Do I look like me in this photo shoot? And I feel that this latest photo shoot, I feel like I'm, I'm a proper representative of who I am and the fact that I'm a mum as well, the fact that I don't obsess with my aesthetics so much anymore. I admit, yes, I do like a good pose on social media or whatever, but I'm in a better headspace. I 
have a better relationship with food. I Even the day when I had my shoot, which was last week, I didn't go out and binge eat afterwards. I had a nice little meal and I had a couple of treats, but I didn't binge eat. I didn't drink a shitload of alcohol. I just took it back. We had um, a barbecue outside, obviously outside, God, um, Sunday just gone. And yeah, I had a big dinner, but I made sure that I didn't go crazy the rest of the day. It was fine. Um, so yeah, there was all these kinds of things. And I've just learned to accept my body and be happy with how it is now rather than pick my pick all the all the flaws as it were back then. So I'm very proud of what I've achieved and what I hopefully represent to all of you all now. Um and that I I'm so happy with how strong and fit I am as a person. And so this takes me on to people have asked me and I, I would have said a different answer probably a year or two ago. Um, so people have said to me, oh, will you do a, a photo shoot challenge for your clients? And two years ago, I would have probably said, yeah, because I looked amazing in mine. And I think everyone would love to look that amazing. Now I would say no. I would say absolutely no because of your, you're just, you're more likely to have a worse relationship in terms of your body and with diet okay I would say I will do a photo shoot with my clients do not get me wrong on that but it won't be like a challenge it will be let's celebrate how far you've achieved so I've got girls who have been with me over a year and look incredible these are the sort of girls I want to have photo shoots with to show they've had a balanced happy lifestyle being realistic with themselves taking good care of themselves both physically and mentally and look incredible but most importantly feel incredible and that is what I want to do with a photo shoot rather than we need to get you trimmed down really really fast we've got to do this I want them to walk away from having a photo shoot feeling empowered feeling strong realizing how beautiful and incredible they are and then continuing to have the same lifestyle and the same attitude with health and well-being and nutrition so i hope that um has kind of given you an idea of what i think of these i do want to do more photo shoots in the future um for sure i might even think about one at the end of this year potentially um but it will be again a very different style and it won't be me um, being particularly harsh on myself either it will be the same approach as this one so thank you so much for listening to this podcast it's been what half an hour of me talking of this so well done for getting this far <laughs> but um yeah thank you so much for listening and i'll catch you all very soon bye bye